हेलो माय आइसबक्स वेलकम टू द आइसबक शो विद सौरभ पुराणिक अ प्लेस टू फाइंड योर इंस्पिरेशन सो लेट्स अनकवर अवर टुडेज इंस्पिरेशन हु इज अ ग्लोबल लीडर अ वेंचर कैपिटलिस्ट अ मेंटर एंड द फॉर्मर सीईओ ऑफ आईटीसी इंफोटेक अ फुल्ली ओन सब्सिडियरी ऑफ आईटीसी लिमिटेड शी हैज अ ट्रैक रिकॉर्ड ऑफ ग्रोइंग एंड ट्रांसफॉर्मिंग कंपनीज शी इज नोन टू हैव अ स्ट्रांग स्ट्रेटजिक ओरिएंटेशन एंड एन एंटरप्रेन्योरियल माइंडसेट She has held C-level roles in various companies like iGate, Sensa Technologies, Liquid Hub, Elant Infotech, and started her career with CMC and Citibank in India. In this episode, she talked about her icebox story, leadership, required mindset for an entrepreneur, and challenges of a CEO. So let's listen to the episode with Sushma Raja Gopalan, ma'am, only on the Icebox Show. Let's grow together. Hello Sushma ma'am thank you for accepting my invite and i welcome you on the icebox show with saurabh puranik very nice to be here saurabh and uh, uh, you know i'm i'm delighted to contribute uh, to your vision of creating the iceberg show as a source of inspiration for budding entrepreneurs and budding leaders and i'm delighted to contribute to that thank you so much ma'am so let's jump on to the my first section that is what is your icebox story and uh, ma'am everybody want to become a ceo in their life and uh, everyone has this aspiration but nobody knows or very few knows that what kind of efforts we need to take uh, to achieve that position so and you are a seasoned ceo so my question is how you made yourself capable of becoming a ceo and on what things you worked on So very interesting question. Um, so when I got into the uh, field of management, and this was in the mid eighties, uh, I actually got into um, human resources, and this was with a company called CMC, which later got bought by um, uh, TCS, and CMC was a spin-off of IBM. At that time, if anybody had asked me what I wanted to become, um you know i i knew within about a year of my working that i really wanted to be at the helm of a company i wanted to be a leader so the fact that i wanted to be that ceo got um, you know uh, uh, into my head probably within the first year of my work experience and then i started thinking i said how many people are ceos of companies um who with an hr background i mean you see cfos who become uh, ceos you see yeah, people from sales and marketing becoming ceos and i said you know how can a person with an hr background uh, become a ceo and then that was sort of my um you know aha moment when i said maybe i need to gather varied experiences and i said you know can i get into sales and marketing can i become a chief strategy officer right and i chose those paths which are usually not done when you don't see people who are in hr just give that up and jump into sales and marketing okay mm. i got the opportunity and i got the opportunity when i left india uh and and came to the united states um in in uh, you know a 1992 ish time frame um and i i got an opportunity to just get into sales and marketing and i took it okay 
and and the confidence builder in me was my experience in Citibank. Um, you know, after CMC, I joined Citi, and you know, Citi in those days were it, it was a of course unfortunate they're pulling out of India at the moment, but in those days it was a very powerful brand, um, and and pretty much you worked with you know people who were extraordinarily bright. And I got an opportunity to work with people like um, Jerry Rao and Aditya Puri and, you know, um, uh, Tyagarajan, Sajeev Thomas, you know, people who, uh, you know, who, who were sort of pioneers and later on went on in life to prove, you know, uh, what they are. And at that time, um, you know, I had an opportunity to actually, I joined City with, uh, with, uh, in, in HR. Uh, but very quickly became the head of HR and I was in the policy committee of Citibank. And I would say that City was the experience that told me that I can be anything I want to be and I can actually learn. And when I moved from City into the United States um, and joined um, a, a company called Mastec, which became iGate, my first job out there was actually in the federal government division and I, 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 was, I was building a business. I was actually building a business with, uh, you know, the White House, the federal government. So it was that shift from HR to, uh, to sales and marketing. I, I, did, I did other HR and recruiting roles along the way. But that was sort of a, a you know, uh, a stage from which I was able to pivot. And then I took on a strategy and M&A role with many firms. Uh, and I had an entrepreneurial stint and this was in 2000, uh, where I was actually a CEO of a startup from Carnegie Mellon. Um, and it was a, it was a company, it was a technology company to teach people how to speak English. Um, and I, I, I pivoted from from startups and 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 then set up my own company uh, to help a lot of the IT services firms and they were just beginning on their expansion and growth plan um, got into strategy and from strategy became CEO sort of um, sorry to give you a long winded answer there but that was sort of my my career path some of the things were um, it, you know some of these things you don't choreograph um, some of these things happened, um, but but I had two things that was very clear. I I I wanted to become a CEO. Okay, uh, I was not afraid to take chances. I was not afraid to shift my um, you know discipline or function. So I would say these were the two things: clarity and 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 um, you know uh, the fearlessness to explore new things. Okay. But ma'am, uh, when you become a CEO, you must have like, uh, at least you have some sort of knowledge of different industries or different uh, functions of that business. So during the course of your journey, what things you learn, unlearn and relearn to grow fast? See, extremely good question. I am um, a first principles person. Okay. So anytime you go into a business, ultimately you need to know how the business makes money. What are the drivers of that business? What are the drivers in the market? What drives demand? What drives the cost? Okay. And what makes you profitable? 
so any business fundamentally if you were to analyze it in this particular equation profit is equal to is is profit is nothing but you know the revenues that you make less the cost hmm. how are you making the revenue what are the multiple ways in which you are making the revenue what are the associated costs with each one of these if you were to just use this very simple paradigm which later on in life i do that today as a venture capitalist um and mentoring companies this first principles of breaking down a company into its simplest basic form mm-hmm. helps you understand mm-hmm. what ticks with that particular industry whether it is a um a health tech company whether it's a fintech company whether it's an hr tech company by and large i am i am focusing on on technology companies hmm. i focus on technology saas and service companies okay so that sort of become um you know my focus because it, today we are in a very um uh, 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 you know competitive world and and understanding the nuances of how a particular industry um thrives is very critical so i use two things first principles second thing is surrounding yourself with a lot of experts okay and admitting that you may know a lot of things and you still do not know a lot of things so this has helped me a lot surrounding myself with people okay and the third thing is in terms of you know what you learned unlearned de-learned uh, <laughs> you know i must tell you this i have been in the field of technology for well over 30 years um, i did learn assembler i did learn basic um, i even taught some of these things but i knew that i would never be a programmer okay that's not what i wanted to do so i very quickly de-learned it okay um, <laughs> my my love for mna inorganic growth venture capitalism you know these were in my head right from year 2000 sometimes what happens is you learn and then you have to park things okay and then you know when life takes you to a particular stage you relearn some of them and yeah i relearned in fact uh 2 months ago i went and enrolled for a program at wharton on private equity people were asking me why i wanted to do that i think it's it's a, it's a great prescription that i would give to people go back to the academic setting as much as you can because you learn you learn from the professors you learn from your colleagues so my mantra is learn you know learn and relearn okay i don't emphasize too much of the de-learn part of it learn and relearn is sort of my mantra okay okay but uh, that means that when you go in in particular that business you must understand the core of that business and at the same time you must be humble enough to uh, to grasp certain knowledge from other persons so absolutely. is that is absolutely. that is that true absolutely see you've got to see especially in today's world where technology is galloping all right and i'm sure someone like you sir okay will probably understand things about um security way better than i would right but that doesn't mean i cannot run a security company or i cannot choose which security company that i would invest in if i wanted to right because i always can have people like you on tap but that's not going to substitute my judgment 
that's not going to substitute my intuition but i can always pack it with knowledge from other people but i need to know to ask the right questions okay so one of the key trainings of becoming a leader and a ceo is to ask the right questions okay hey guys you like what you hear so far so make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you so thank you for your support now get back to the show okay so my next question is that uh, as you talk about ceo and you also uh, also was the ceo of itc infotech and there is so much glamour about that particular uh, uh, ceo part uh, in in the in the industry and everybody wants to become a ceo but don't know the what are the struggles of uh, becoming a ceo so can you please uh, highlight those parts absolutely i will um and uh, you know being a ceo is anything but glamorous once you get into the job yes the media portrays you know there is a lot of limelight on you but for me those were not the um, uh, uh, attraction for me the biggest attraction was to be able to tangibly impact the lives of multiple people around me to tangibly create value and to be that person who is steering an organization directionally right these are very very powerful things but let me tell you the struggles are enormous okay there's constant demand on your time if you're a ceo you are 24 by 7 a ceo you can't say well i'm checking out for the next 5 days okay uh, yes even when you're on vacation you're still available hmm. so in my four and a half five years as a ceo i must have taken probably um uh, maybe in all a month and a half of time off in five years okay but even in that time you know you're still sort of you need to be accessible so i think that that constant demand on your time is something that people um should be aware of and then as a leader you think that you are answerable to no one in fact you're answerable to many people i would say you have too many bosses okay <laughs> you're answerable to the employees you're answerable to uh, the industry you are answerable to your customer you're answerable to the board and if you are in a publicly traded company and i was not you're answerable to the shareholders so uh, you know the the key thing as a ceo is if you if you have the clarity and i will keep coming back um to to clarity because you need that clarity of thinking um to 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 be yes you need to be able to say if you don't know something expose your vulnerability that's okay people will respect you for that over a period of time but it's this constant you know juggling of time and answerability to many people those would be i would say you know two of the biggest struggles and and third is you need to have answers while others may have none okay so you need to sort of be able to you're almost like a fortune you know you need to be um, uh, thinking ahead of other people 
Mm-hmm. That stimulated me. Okay, so you're thinking of how do you scale your company? You're thinking about what is coming down in the future. How are you? How are you increasing the profitability? What kind of processes are you going to improve? In fact, these were my four pillars by which I, I would sort of wake up every morning and sort of say, okay, what am I going to do new in order to stay ahead of the curve? What do I do in order to scale the company to the next level? Are my processes okay? And these are not one-time things, uh, Sarab. These things are at any stage. When you're running a hundred million dollar company, it's a, it's the same thing. When you're running a billion dollar company, the same questions. The answers may differ, but the questions are still the same. Okay, but ma'am, uh, during this uh, your journey, have you lost your self confidence because of this constant demand? and how you come back stronger so rab yes there will be many moments where you question yourself you may lose a client okay and you thought you had done everything right you can have a customer who's been a customer of yours for 8 years okay and they decided to pull out and set up their own captive this happened to me and this happened to me a month before i became a ceo oh and you 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 sort of say you know is it me you know you go through and then um, and then very quickly you have to say okay what do i do to redeem the situation because you cannot you cannot be seen to falter right and you just have to come back and say i mean this this is part of business that yes you will win some you will lose some yes you will have some today and they will leave you tomorrow okay mm-hmm. um you you will and i i will tell you this i mean there is disappointment there is anger there is frustration but then the key is to pull yourself back as quickly as possible I I wouldn't say that you shouldn't have these emotions I mean we're all human beings you will have of that you will have all these emotions you just need to pull yourself out of it and say well how can I think ahead how can I learn from this what is the biggest thing that I can learn from this so I used to do something called after action learning which was very very helpful so that everybody understood and everybody had a chance to kind of reflect on what we could have done different collectively So there are techniques that I would sort of you know bring about, and most leaders do these things. The key is to sort of learn from what happened, and ideally, if you don't repeat the same mistake more than once, I think you're good. I mean, we will all make mistakes, but as long as you don't repeat the same mistake, okay, then you are learning. So I would only say that for me. the self confidence was from learning and saying you know we just have to pick ourselves because you're suddenly answerable to 8000 people who are in the organization you have to look at their lives and you have to say well how do i make my shareholders okay not lose confidence in me so these things will sort of you know make your disappointment and your uh, emotional sort of setback okay get pushed to the background so ma'am basically when you are leading up some uh, leadership position so you have to deal with a uh, the constant self doubt and self questioning so so during this period what 
things uh, you like help you to keep you balance in that particular feelings because you regularly deal with uh, negative uh, emotions because lot of people expect like magic from you basically <laughs> so so what things help you to keep a balance in your life because right. understand until you are not uh, balanced so you cannot uh, like uh, you cannot show your outcome right see everything that goes up comes down and everything that comes down goes up i mean this is one of the biggest learnings that i had in city bank and in my um, understanding of financial markets that you know nothing remains constant in life okay so so it's easier it's very it sounds very nice when i say it but you need to internalize it that so an element of philosophy is needed to be able to say well this too shall pass okay but you cannot just sit on your um, you know backside and say this too shall pass you need to do everything to drive the company and you've got to sort of become you have to you have to pivot from self doubt to self worth okay the the key for me is self worth how do you gain self worth i mean you you look at varied experiences and i'm very happy i mean there are some people who stick with one company um, for 30 years and become ceo i'm not that i consciously i consciously sort of chased after multiple different kinds of experiences and a lot of people would tell me you know sushma you're doing the wrong thing you know you should stick to one thing and one thing alone and i said no i'm i'm going to seek experiences and that i think was my single biggest um you know learning that you know i can i i could be on my own or i can run a large company and and this is something that i think i'm unique in not too many people have the ability to be an individual contributor at the same time have the ability to lead a very large company it doesn't bother me i don't need thousands of people to give me the self worth so i'm i am as happy to be an advisor on the board a single contributor as i am to leading a much larger organization and i was fortunate that i got these varied experiences very very early in my life and the two other things i would tell you i mean i think family support is something that's very helpful um my parents you know come from a very humble family where you know education is premium all right so that was the biggest Uh, well then i'm sure that's the same case with you sort of right my parents instilled in me the confidence that i could be anything i wanted to be and for a woman at the time when i grew up that was a very very big thing and lot of times what happens is this changes when a person gets married but in my case you know my husband is somebody is one of my biggest supporters um and and you know uh, you know he 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 by support i don't mean agreeing to everything but being that objective voice in my life okay so i've been very lucky and then i have a few couple of mentors um who who and i have only two mentors in in my entire career um but they have been you know fabulous in sort of you know making me see things making me realize and most importantly to retain my self worth that's that's great ma'am and that is the uh, 
that's why the inventory is important in our life i have to feel the same so uh, my next question is that uh, from your journey and learnings you came up with the four c's of leadership and you literally emphasize on clarity so that is one of the c's of four c's of leadership and uh, second is courage then charisma and then uh, character but uh, why you think that these are important for everyone and how these traits are linked to with each other so um, you know i i um, uh, this is when i got the tenets of the four c's this was actually in an interview with a very large indian conglomerate that i eventually went on to become the chief strategy officer and the chairman of the company asked me what makes a leader i thought of my father was a chemist okay and early on in life um he had taught me one thing he had taught me about diamonds and diamonds are measured in terms of four c's okay there is i think cut carrot clarity and um um uh, color okay um and and i said well what could be the four dimensions of a leader all right and i started with clarity because for everything you need to have clear thinking but that clear thinking has to <clears throat> lead to courage of conviction and the courage to actually act lot of people have clarity but they don't necessarily end up translating that into action mm. once you act you still need to carry people with you you need to have the ability to communicate why you did what you did without that followership okay your decision or your whatever you're launching will not gather momentum and then finally you need to have the character character is just being true to yourself character is following a certain set of guidelines and principles hmm. right you may find each one of these tenets in all of us but it's the combination of the four because they feed off of each other it's actually a loop right hmm. that they feed off of each other is what makes you know a leader a true leader Uh, and i i'm also somebody who comes up with a lot of these four c's and four e's because it's also easy to remember okay mm. um so so uh, i'm sure this concept can be encapsulated in 20 lines by somebody but i felt that you know when i say four c's it sort of sticks in people's head mm-hmm. that's true ma'am so ma'am uh, next moment to the next question is that uh, what habits uh, shaped your career because you you also you always have that desire to become a uh, leader in your life so but ultimately you need that habit to to uh, do the justify that particular desire and then and then only you can deliver that uh, uh, you can achieve that position so what habits uh, shaped your career sure um i would say the ability to network okay um and i do this even now even today you know i i'm not hesitant to reach out to somebody 
okay mm. and I'm, I'm not not from the standpoint of wanting someone something from them but just from purely being able to network um, exchanging thoughts so I would put that as one of the habits that I have inculcated um, you know in, in terms of the comfort with which I can network with people mm. right the second is paying it forward all right to, to, to sort of be thinking about how can I how can I contribute to something down the line right um, you know I talked about trying new things and not being afraid to take a chance um, not being afraid to say I do not know right um, I, I, I would say that these would be some of the the key things, in my opinion, um, that shape who, you know who I am, basically. Okay, okay. Ma'am, uh, from uh, like from a no- normal uh, people point of view, you have achieved all the things in your life. So, and a normal person can call you a successful person. So, but how do you measure your success, and how one should uh, measure a success in their life? Success is not a comparison, first of all, okay? And it's, this is very easy for me to say it, um, but it's very difficult for anybody to accept it, okay? Because you're constantly worrying, you know, why am I not like so-and-so? Yes, I have been, I have achieved moderate success, okay? There are people who have achieved mega success. I don't quantify success, okay? For me, if you have joy, there is success. If I help you put together a very compelling episode and makes you happy and it makes 20 other people happy, I think that's success. For me, living multiple experiences is definitely success. Okay. For me to leave a mark, to bring a joy in someone else's life. If I can make a difference to one person at a time, I'm happy. Yes, I'd be happier, you can say, if I can make thousand people happy at the same time. But it's not a quantitative game, okay? If I can bring a smile, if I can make a difference to one person's life, and I have in my in my entire career shaped many people's careers. It gives me paramount joy to help other people achieve their goals. This is this is what success is for me. Okay, okay. So that means uh, living a content life. Uh, it's 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 like uh, success for you. Yes, absolutely. Okay, ma'am. Uh, have making you- a difference. You have to make a difference. But how you make that difference? I mean, do you make that difference one person at a time? Do you make a difference on mass? You know, I don't know. But at the moment, I'm happy if I can make a difference to one person at a time. Mm-hmm. So also living the moment is also an important point of becoming a successful. Yes, living the moment. You know, being in the moment, living the moment. You said it. Absolutely. Okay. My next question is that, have you come across any critical situation where you have to challenge your belief or you have to take a strong action uh, in your life? So how you take those critical decisions in your life? What was the drive uh, or what was the steps one should take to 
take a tough decisions uh, in their life so i am someone who goes through um you know the methodical pros and cons the choices you have and the choices you make you evaluate your choices but ultimately i lead from the gut okay as far as personal decisions are concerned okay if um, i'm i'm very different as a leader as a ceo how i make a decision but your question is how do i make a decision for myself hmm yes there i i just go with a lot of times my gut and what i want so for instance moving from one position to another i knew that if i left this company i would be leaving a lot of money behind hmm. but i still did it because i wanted that experience i wanted that experience of being a global ceo of a company and i said you know what i will take a chance and knowing that i will always land on you know firmly with my feet on the ground and 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 if something goes wrong i have the resilience to be able to uh um uh, uh you know get back and and start running again right so i think i have a fair amount of an entrepreneurial quotient in me uh, sometimes i say an entrepreneurial quotient you know which which gives me the confidence that you know i can try new things i might fail at something but even failing gives me a learning and i would do it so it's with that confidence that you know after my my corporate ceo life i mean i can't say after who knows what's in store tomorrow but but i i said hey you know what i will get into the field of venture capital and i will do everything i can to leverage my operating and execution experiences into my new life i'm having to learn i'm having to learn a lot of relearn a lot of new concepts but that's you know that's life <laughs> that's that's putting that's putting life into your life <laughs> okay okay so so with this we come to the end of this uh, episode and you also become a co-passenger of the icebox show and i am hoping that uh, you will uh, you will continue your journey with us and uh, and also you have shared so much of uh, wisdom with us and step by step approach one should follow in order to achieve their dreams uh, because everybody has their dreams but nobody has that uh, right mindset to achieve those so thank you so much for highlighting those aspects so i am really grateful for that no delighted sir because what i i i believe in your mission that you are creating resources for budding entrepreneurs budding leaders people who can um go to your site and and access you know our experiences uh, or even access people right um because i think it's very important and i do a lot of mentorship uh and and being available um uh, to budding entrepreneurs and budding leaders and i'm delighted to be part of uh, your show um and and share my experiences thank you thank you so much ma'am you have just listened to the episode with sushma raja gopalan ma'am with your host sabra puranik only on the icebox show you can also tell me your takeaways from this episode on linkedin at sabra puranik and on instagram at underscore sabra puranik 
Thank you for listening to the Icebox show. We hope you enjoyed our deep conversation and got inspiration to push your limits. So please share the podcast with others on social media, subscribers, rate the Icebox show and leave a review. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you again and I will see you next time. Until then, let's grow together.